0: Hey, horror fans just as a note the second story in this episode does contain a brief mention of suicide and sexual assault listen now to the tales the legends and the true stories for time is but a human construct and it knows no bounds for the paranormal and unexplained it is always horror
1: time
0: Horror fans, and welcome to Horror Time. I'm Matt, and I'm Pat, and we are your hosts, A.K.A. Time Keepers. So this episode, we're going to theme it off of demonic possession. So each episode is going to be themed to a different horror topic, and then um, we'll have two different stories. One just going to be a Horror Time original story again, and then one is going to be somewhat of a true account or someone who is claiming that it is a true account. So. Pat's up this week. He found a story back in the archives of Hard Time. And what did you find?
2: It's a story called A Possessed Vacation.
0: Ooh, I like yeah. that setting. That's I, good.
2: Um, I picked
0: it because
2: it reminded me of a uh, family vacation I go on every year with my family. So, you know, kind of
0: nice, similar, nice. I, similar I, situation. I, right, I like it. Because vacation is always supposed to be a vacation, right? Right. So... <laughs> Clearly, this is going to be different. But anyway, all right, so let's go ahead and pop it in. Ah, damn it. I can't believe that all the hotels in Ocean City are booked. I swear, you got to do like a year in advance for these things. (sighs) Finding a place last minute is going to be impossible. Sorry, boys. Looks like we're not going after all. This sucks. Hey, what about what about a theme park? Uh, I don't know about theme park. Theme parks are always so expensive and crowded, and it's never no. I don't. I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow! Look here. I haven't. I didn't notice this email. Oh, dreamvacations.com. Huh. Hold up, Dad. You're not always the greatest with these things. Remember that one time when you got an email from a king from another country and he said that you inherited a whole bunch of money and you bought it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was a spam that was going around, okay? You never know about these things. Maybe I am inherited of money. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Morton. We see you're looking for a vacation spot. You should check this one out. Wow. Oh, would you look at that? That view. Kitchen, porch, grill, private beach, away from everyone. (laughs) No, definitely booking it. I don't care. Boys, would you look at this place? (laughs) Your old pops did pretty good for himself, huh? Can't wait to get inside. I'm the oldest and coolest, so I get the room with the bathroom. Oh, yeah, that sounds fair. I am taking the one with the bathroom, the biggest one, all right? It's me. Dad, I don't want to share a room with Dom. He snores and talks in his sleep. It sounds like a pig.
2: I am not. You're that, jerk.
0: Oh, shut up, you dork. I didn't. Say you are a pig I said you sound like a pig Oh my god, again, stop with the bickering Why don't you guys go have fun It's vacation Go down to the beach I'm tired from that drive-in So I'm gonna go take a nap But hey, come get me when you're done Hey Sean, let's go head down to the beach Yeah man, sweet Let's go, let's grab the surfboards Oh, oh, so have fun But where's sunblock? It's gonna be a hot one today No clouds so I don't want you to get sunburnt on our first day of vacation. Hey, Don, wanna go back, see if Dad is done with his nap? It's been a while, I'm sure he's rested up at this point. Okay, let's go get him. We can make some sandals when we get back too. Nice, sandwiches, love it. I'm starving too. awake? Do you hear that? Yeah, what is that? It sounds, It sounds like another language or something. Dad, Who's dad, there? It's just us. We just wanted to know if you're ready to do some surfing. Also, have you been learning a what, different language? What are you what are you talking about? Different language? Me?
2: <laughs> dad, you're speaking a different language in your sleep. What kind of crazy dream are you having? I told you, I, w-
0: I wasn't speaking a different language. <sighs> Feeling cold, though. Oh. I'm going to go back to sleep. I hope I'm not coming down with something. Just my luck.
2: Jeez, Dad. Don't sleep the entire vacation away. Sean, let's go back to the beach and hit a few more waves. I used to hit the wrong keys for the number, but I put the ones on the paper.
0: Huh, that is weird. Definitely did put it in right. Here, I'm gonna go try the front door. Damn it! What's going on in here, boys? What's going on? What's all the noise? Ah, oh, jeez. Let me try. I swear, you two get worked up over nothing. <sighs> that is weird. <clears throat> Won't unlock. They are busted. Did they change the code on us? Sean, calm down. i calling the agent. Uh, boys, try your phones. I'm not getting anything. Oh, okay, here it is. Drinking. The number you have reached has been disconnected. Uh, you've got to be kidding me. I'm getting nothing on mine, either. Disc- leaked- Me either. Been- Dad, Dad, I told you, that email was so fishy. <sighs> but guys, stay close. No matter what, just don't split up, alright? <sighs> the windows don't even open. God, I'm gonna break these damn things open. <sighs> what? Not even a crack? Is this some sort of sick game? All right, you win. We're scared. Now let us out. Well,
1: hello, Morton family. I've been eagerly awaiting your arrival. What?
0: Yeah. Who is that? What are you doing? Let us go.
1: Silence. You can call me Thomas. I am a demon from the next dimension. I lured you all to this house. To procure my passage to your dimension. Once in your world, I plan to rule it. There's no use in trying to escape. I have sealed the house. Dad, I'm
2: so s- scared. Why is this happening to do us? Dom, it,
0: it's okay. It's probably just some sick joke we will get out of this yeah. place. I'm sure Dad has a plan, right, Dad? Dad. Where, where did he go? Now dad has gone? Dominic, stop it. We have to calm down. Probably some damn YouTuber or TikToker once followed. Haha, ha, real funny, guys.
2: Dan, here he is. Sean, come here, quick. Hey, Dan.
0: Well, hello there, son. What? Why do you look so worried? Mm. Okay. That's not dad. Something is definitely your, wrong Your here. face? What, what happened to your face? What's
1: dad? wrong, boy? It's just your dear old dad, or what's left of him. Hit, oh, dad! <laughs> let me go! You're hurting me! Whoever you are. whoever you do, whoever you whoever you Sean, sure. are you going to come willing? Or am I going to have to make it
0: painful for
1: you? I get what I'm going This one's for my family! Ha 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 ha! Well, do that <they're> just precious. <laughs> Well, that was less than entertaining. But I still need to build my strength. So, on to the next family, I suppose. But who to choose? Oh! How about yours? (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right nice story so pat (laughs) what the hell kind of vacations are you going on (laughs) well let me tell you something (laughs) well well, you said that you picked this one because it reminds you of your yearly family vacations and as i'm listening to it i remembered you said that i'm like what the hell (laughs) why does this remind you other than the fact that maybe the setting of the beach but what the hell dude
2: well so it's just like you know any family when you're growing up you have a yearly vacation you typically go on yeah. Um, so, like that aspect, and then you know they decided to change it in the last minute. So some oh, I know I hear you there. I hear you there. Um,
0: but I, I was just but... wondering if you any possessions that has happened <laughs> that has reminded you of this or well, sub- funny <laughs> stories.
2: But that happened to this last vacation. <laughs> so we were all in the the house we were renting, and. You know, everyone had a couple a few drinks, so they're a little everyone's sure. a little drunk. So Yeah. Yeah. I happened to find like a controller on the wall for like the lights like I could carry around with me.
0: <laughs> I think I know where I can think I can see where this is going. But yeah. So
2: I uh I just did it once and then to see who would react and sure enough, you know, someone goes, What the hell? And then I just waited a second again, and I do it again. And they're going, what the <laughs> shit is going on?
0: Oh, my God. And then he starts, fantastic. Uh,
2: my brother-in-law, Jake, starts flipping around the switch to be like, what the hell? Why is he <laughs> doing that? And then I would turn it off. So when they tried to turn it on, it wouldn't turn back on. So oh, my God. Like, oh,
0: fantastic. It's,
2: he goes, I guess it's busted. So he went to get a light bulb. I'm trying not to die. <laughs> laughing. I don't know and, how you uh,
1: wouldn't.
2: <laughs> and then... You know, it, it goes on for a couple of minutes like that, and then you know I get everyone kind of involved in it, and no one sees me like hitting the controller at all. Like I'm not even concealing it at this point. I'm just kind of pressing it on and off whenever I want. Sure. And then I think finally, my sister saw me put it back on the wall or something. She was like, "Yeah, we're doing it!" And I, was, <laughs> I just bust out laughing.
0: <laughs> they legit thought it was like a ghost.
2: Yeah, they're like, what's going on? Why are both these lights? It, actually, it was doing both lights. There's two lights it was controlling, so like it would be like on off on off for one of them, like back and forth.
0: All right. Okay. Well, I guess that make that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, nice. Good stuff. <laughs> Family dynamic is always <laughs> something. <laughs> uh. All right, so um, so sticking with the, uh, the theme of today, um, I have an exorcism tale to tell myself. Um, so we are going to go back in time a little bit and across the pond to Germany. Um, so just something to kind of think about as we're going into this. I picked this one because I just found it to be one not your normal exorcist tale because it doesn't involve one demon it involves multiple in one person what yeah which i found to be very unique i've never heard a exorcism story um where there's been multiple demons inside uh, and then also it's just the things that happens to this person are very very bizarre so those two things combined m- makes for a good story i think so, um, to begin, let's, uh, you know, set up where this takes, uh, takes place, the setting. Uh, this is the uh, uh, possession of Gottliebine Didis. She lived in a village of Mottligen, Germany. And excuse me if I, if I don't know how to pronounce these things, because I tried to learn it, but, you know. Uh, anyway, so, Gottliebine Didis lived in the village of Mottligen, Germany in the late 1830s Uh, motleggan is situated in the foothills of the black forest in a flat valley the valley is a hilly landscape surrounded by pine and spruce trees and orchards the population at the time was around five to six hundred or so and it was a rather tiny village and still is to this day there's only about 1300 people that live in this village so the story is i would assume pretty well known down there or over there i should say in the center of the town, there is a church that sits there today that is called the Bloomheart Church. It's named after John Christoph Bloomheart, And this is the central character other than the person who was who actually possessed, Gottlieb Benidas, the central character of who actually performs the exorcisms on her and the investigation of the demon. So it truly begins at the arrival of a Reverend Bloomheart to the village of Motleygin. And for a little backstory of him, John Christoph Blumhardt, or better known as Reverend Blumhardt, was born in Germany in 1805. And he, like I said, or and he was a key figure in German Pietism, 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 yeah, Pietism, Lutheranism, Lutheranism. No, what? Yes, is that how I say it? <laughs> is um, Lutheranism? Is it, uh, Lutherism. <laughs>
2: is it Lutheranism?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think. That <laughs> but anyway, um, so it's kind of a uh, piety would be something that's very uh, devout to uh, those beliefs. Um, and Lutheranism, it combines, you know, I don't know too much about the religion, so I'm not going to speak too much about the religion, but an emphasis on biblical doctrine with an emphasis on the individual piety. So, the individual uh, devotion to that. Um, so, he kind of started this split from the Lutheran church into a kind of a different sect. Um, and he very much believed in the age old battle between good and evil, not just in the abstract, but also like the physical sense, a physical fight between God and Satan the Bible was not just stories to him. They were real accounts of divine intervention. And this made his counterparts in the Lutheran Church a little uncomfortable with his beliefs. but uh, so that kind of kind of paints a picture of how he's going to deal with this exorcism and how he's going to look at this. So um so let's fast forward to the actual exorcism to so listen now to the possession of Gottlieb bean Gottlieb gottly bean a 28 year old woman lived in Matligen with her two older sisters and older brother she had physical ailments due to a kidney disease which left her one leg higher than the other and constant stomach aches which led her to live a quiet life in the apartment with her siblings this is going to take a place over a few years so we're going to start in december of 1840. upon living or upon moving into our apartment she immediately started to experience strange disturbances on the first night at the dinner table she prayed come lord jesus be our guest she immediately fell onto the floor unconscious godly bean and her siblings would often hear scuffling and trampling all night long in her bedroom and also it started in the kitchen and the living room as well there were times at night where her hands were folded together by an unseen force and she would also see figures and lights and her behavior became aggressive and unpleasant and this was unnormal for her because her normal demeanor was very pleasant april of 1842 her siblings went to Reverend Bloomheart and told him of what she was truly what she truly has been seeing. Gottlieb's siblings told her or told the Reverend, I excuse me, that she would frequently see a woman who died in Motling two years earlier. She would see this woman holding a dead child. The woman would stand in front of her bed in the same spot each time and would repeat I want to be left alone. I want to be left alone. I want to be left alone. Or strangely, she would say, "Give me a paper, and I won't come back." Learning that her sister was out of town, he recommended someone stay with her. Gottlieb's friend volunteered for the first. During her first visit, it became a little bit more clear why this apparition was requesting paper. After. <clears throat> me after her friend also witnessed the sounds of scuffling and trampling she was guided by a shimmer of light to look under her bed there she found the piece of paper covered in soot and written on the only problem was it was smeared with soot it was illegible next to the paper were coins wrapped in paper paper with writing that implied a prescription of magic after that discovery it was quiet for about two weeks Then the light started flickering and appeared behind the stove and underneath the floorboards to more discoveries. A box was found with flasks of chalk, bones, salt, and other unidentifiable powders. Reverend Bloomheart burned these items and thought the disturbance was over. However, this was only the beginning. It was going to get much, much worse. The noises continued and were present during the day and night. Even people passing by outside could hear the sounds. There were even witnesses that said the sounds would surround Gottlieb and tables would shake violently in front of her. June, 1842. Blumhart started doing nightly investigations at this point. After her physician who stayed overnight and witnessed all of these disturbances, he decided to make it the talk of the town and eventually, tourists started venturing to motley to try and take witness bloomhart took so at this point bloomhart took six other quote-unquote god-fearing individuals with him to help with the nightly investigations one night in the span of three hours they heard 25 loud bangs come from one spot in the bedroom the sounds were so loud that chairs would leap across the room windows would rattle and sand would fall from the ceiling at this point, Bloomhart made arrangements for Gottliebin to stay at another house at that stay at another house that night to see if the disturbances would stop. The next day, however, Bloomhart would be called back to her house by a messenger telling him that she was deathly ill. When he showed up to the house, a mass gathering had formed around the house. In her room, he sees her lying stiff on the bed, with her arms and head glowing and trembling, and seemingly she was suffocating. After about 30 minutes, she came to and told Bloomheart that she once again saw the lady with the dead child in her arms, and then she fainted. That day. De- <laughs> so um, I I had to put this guy's name in here because <laughs> it reminds me it's a character from The Office, and I know we're huge office fans, so oh, <laughs> the day her cousin Moe's <laughs> No way! You're joking. <laughs> no, her name was his name was Mose. Anyone knows an Office fan knows that Mose is like one of the best characters.
2: All I do is see him running the off the screen.
0: <laughs> I know that's what I was picturing in this too. Die every time, and then in this setting, in this like old German village, I'm like, oh right, perfect. It's it's like perfect. It's right, perfect. It's perfect, right there. <laughs> but anyway, so that day, her cousin Mose dug up under the floorboards in the area where the sound was coming from. And he touched the area, it shot up with flames. And after the flames went out, they found out found more soot covered paper, money, and a small pot filled with dirt and bird bones. Uh, Bloomheart wondered to himself could there have been some form of black magic that happened in this house? Over the course of the next month, the same things would happen. Bin would faint and go into convulsions, followed by loud bangs and leaping chairs. And at this point, it was no longer confined to her apartment. It was also in the other house that she would stay in as well. So, Gott, or so Blumhardt's experiment failed there. August of 1842, Blumhardt, Blumhardt's account, Blumhard, excuse me, Blumhardt accounts that one Sunday night, she had an episode but this time she twisted her arms, turned her head to the side and her body bent up high and she began to foam from her mouth. He quickly grabbed her hands and folded them together and started praying out loud, Lord, Jesus help me. We have seen long enough of what the devil is doing. Now we also want to see what Jesus can do. The convulsions ceased and she began to repeat the words as well. This went on for several more days. Each time, Bloomheart would pray the same prayer as Gottlieb being screamed and thrashed towards his face as if she wanted to rip his eyes out. On the third day, as she she was thrashing out and being pulled onto the bed by unseen forces, she claimed to have not seen one but several ghostly figures in front of her. At this point, it was quiet again until one night tapping began around her and she suddenly received a blow to her chest that knocked her back onto the bed it was a female figure it was that same female figure with the dead child in it. this time she described the figure the description matched the description of the wom- of a woman who died 2 years earlier this woman had no relatives to speak of and bloomheart knew about her only because she, conf- she this woman confessed her serious sins to him on her deathbed after this description, she began to convulse again. Bloomheart screamed out the name of Jesus multiple times, and she immediately rolled her eyes back and screamed in a voice that was not her own. I cannot stand that name. Bloomheart then firmly asked her questions, assuming it was the woman with the dead child. Do you rest in the grave? No. Why not? This is the reward for my deeds. Didn't you confess all your sins to me? No. I murdered two children and buried them in the field. Do you know of any help now, can you pray? I cannot pray. Do you know Jesus who forgives sins? I cannot stand to hear that name. Are you alone? No. Who is with you? The worst of all. She claimed that she was bound by the magic of the devil and she has tried to escape him from him several times, Bloomhart then went on to proclaim that she may no longer inhabit the body of Gottliebim, and she thrashed about. He proclaimed this again and again. Gottliebim crashed to the bed. The possession, seemingly, was over. Several days later, however, she started acting out again. <clears throat> but this time, it seemed each time was a different demon. Of comp- no. But this time, it seemed each time was a different demon possessing her. Three, then seven, and finally 14 demons came out. Gottliebin's face changed each time with a different threatening expression on her face. She tore her hair, threw her head against the wall, and tried to hurt herself. In the days that passed, they kept count of the different demons that they could decipher from her different expressions and mannerisms. According to Bloomheart, the count got up to around 425 different demons. Gottlieb claimed she could see several figures around her bed at night. One night she seized up and around her neck felt burning hands wrap around her. When the nurse who slept in the same room had a uh, light of light, she saw the large blisters already filled with pus, pus-filled pus liquid around her neck. July 25th, 1842. Bloomheart thought with, <clears throat> fought with the demons in her from 8 a.m. to, uh, I'm sorry, 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning. This went on for days. During this time, Gottliebin told Bloomheart that she, what she never told him before. For whatever reason, over the last two years, she, <clears throat> she had been held down and tortured by sp- sp- spirits like figures every Wednesday and Friday until she had painful and strong hemorrhages. She was sexually assaulted by these spirits. Everything became quiet after this confession. But again, this was the quiet before the storm. One night, amidst a thunderstorm, Gottliebin collapsed on her bed and started bleeding profusely out of the upper portion of her body. She then groaned and wailed and the demon's voice projected from her, "'Now everything is lost. "'Everything is betrayed. "'You disturbed us thoroughly. The whole alliance goes to pieces. All is over. Everything is confusion. It is your fault with your constant praying. Woe, woe. You will yet drive us out. All is lost. We are 1,067, and those who are still alive are many too. Of those who are still alive, one should warn them. Woe to them. Woe they are. Lost. Sworn against God. Lost forever. The last of the demon during the summer of 1842 seemed to be the worst thus far. She would experience internal pains as if she was being stabbed from the inside and would hemorrhage blood from the pores of her skin. She would curse and speak blasphemous words towards Bloomheart. He would pray over her until eventually the demon seemed to forcefully exit through her throat and almost totally burn her throat, causing her pain for months. Bloomhard's Bloomhardt's accounts stop until February of 1843. The most bizarre events of the possession begins, if you could believe it. She started vomiting up all sorts of things. It started with vomiting up sand, then small pieces of glass, then large pieces of glass, bent nails, shoe buckles so large that it once stopped her from breathing for a couple of minutes uncountable amounts of pins, needles and pieces of and sometimes pieces of the needles would, uh, pieces of knitting needles that came out in masses tied together with feathers and paper.
2: <laughs> it's getting, quartz, a little, right? getting a little tight in here. A little, getting a little heat woozy here, man. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it
0: looked as though the knitting needles had been drawn across through her head so they'd be able to actually see it come through the skin. From one ear to the other, And once several finger long pieces of uh, pieces of nail or uh, needles came out from her ears. Pins also came out from her nose. Once 15 of these pins came out of her nose with such violent force that all of them got stuck in Gottlieb's hand that she held to her nose. Blumhardt pulled a needle out of all parts of her upper and lower jaws, even small stones and once a long piece of iron came out of the upper part of her body and when we talk about iron they are referring to the bent uh, nails strangely enough blood rarely flowed nor a wound caused other than you know blood through the pores the most one could see for a while was this that forced itself out but only if it was taken out by prayer Sometimes, however, she would cut her skin and be overly overwhelmed by the pain when Bloomheart was not present to help her. It is claimed that even living animals came out of her mouth. Once four of the largest locusts they've ever seen came out of her mouth alive. At another time, six to eight bats came out. At still another time, a friend of hers pulled out of her throat an immensely large frog. Finally, Gottlieb bin saw briefly a mysterious serpent of the adder family and one of the most dangerous kind at that come out, but no one else saw it. This adder caused her a wound on her neck soon after it came out of her mouth, and at the time, and at another time, it stung her so violently on her foot. Which did bleed, and uh, which did bleed for a very long time. Both of these wounds caused her much pain for several months, and it could clearly be seen that they were dangerous, poisonous wounds. So again, probably pus-filled, swollen wounds. At night before these episodes, she would see spirits come to the side of her bed while she was lying motionless. They would give her something like bread and put it into her mouth or touch the parts of her body that would soon she would, and then she would soon feel a change in these parts. I'm sorry, or touch other parts of her body and soon she would feel a change in her, which coincided with the, ob, with the objects which came out later. The attacks on Gottlieb Bain's life became more gruesome every day. As every object smuggled into her body had the purpose of killing her, she almost died by suicide without even being conscious of it. She hanged herself once in the woods with her scarf. Again, without knowing what she was doing, she carried together stones in order to hang, hang high enough, and then she tied the scarf to a tree. The scarf, however, broke, and she fell. One demon then called out to her after that. What a shame that this, a girl, cannot be killed. She hanged herself, and the rope had to break. She was hemorrhaging. She, was, she started hemorrhaging and then passed out, stopped breathing, and was without a pulse. Once, she even gleeful, gleefully dug a knife into her womb because she wanted her inside and food to spew onto the floor. December 1843. It all came to an end during Christmas time over December 24th to the 28th. Gottliebin started to bleed a bowl's worth of black blood profusely from her nose. And then there seemed to be a sibling connection at this point. The possession began to affect her brother and her sister, Katharina. In the end, the last and most violent attack become upon katharina she threatened to tear blue Mart into a thousand pieces she began to try and tear up her womb with her own hands and this time a voice claimed that it was not a spirit of any kind but a chief angel of satan and satan bestowed upon him the powers to complete this magic hold over this family it then let out a horrible roar at two o'clock in the morning the supposed angel of satan roared again while katharina her head, upper part of her body back over the backrest of the chair with a voice that was clearly not human. Jesus is Victor! Jesus is Victor! Then at this point, the battle of two years came to an end. And that is the story of the possession of Gottlieb Indidas. Some crazy shit, huh? Oh my god. Yeah. So... uh...
2: That, uh, oh my god, <laughs> so many. Um, the you remember that movie 13 Ghosts? Yes, was that based off of anything? I can't remember.
0: I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, because I, was gonna I haven't say... seen that, I haven't seen that film in a very long time, so I kind of forget well, it. I know yeah. it's a cult classic,
2: but um, well, it was. I recently figured out it was a remake, didn't know that.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: So, um, yeah, I'll have to watch the older one, but basically they bring like 12 ghosts, like tortured, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, like the mother that lost her child, I think was one, the giant, was like just this massive dude, it was like, yeah, and um, they bring them all together in one center location, it's supposed to, what's it supposed to do, it's supposed to give the guy like immortality or something, I don't know, but he controls them too, I guess. Um, another Matthew Lillard. I <laughs> guess um, so. So, but it just reminded me of it because it's all like all. I mean, it's not thirteen in your in the story that you have, but it's, it's like way more uh, than that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a ton of spirits in one central location, and it just seems like something's trying to happen there. You know, I don't know. Huh.
0: Yeah, I don't I know. know. I don't know. I mean, this seems like it would make a good film, um, but a, probably a very cringeworthy film at that. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I've, I don't know. And i never heard of this story until, you know, I started researching it. <laughs> and I was also um, kind of curious too. Like I didn't know usually what the, uh, I, I don't know if there's an average, but uh, it lasted so long. You know, it lasted like what three years? 1840 mm-hmm. today at 43. And you know, I was doing some research um and of like why some of these last so long. And at least in Catholicism, um, you know, this was actually obviously Lutheranism, uh, but with Catholicism, I guess it all depends on the demon's hierarchy. So not all have the same power.
2: Right. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like if you notice at the end of this story, it was one of uh, Satan's chief angels, and that's kind of what determines it. Those demons who – this quote says, those demons who have angelic natures belonging to the highest choirs are the most difficult to drive out of a body. So Satan and Lucifer obviously are the most difficult to exercise. Right. So, Yeah. So I found that interesting that uh, it went on for so long. And just like so many, like, could you imagine sitting there (laughs) counting? Like how they keep count of like all those different faces. I don't, that's kind of the thing that kind of this story is like, is it bullshit? Is there any truth to it? Obviously it happened so long ago that it's really hard to have any type of, you know, hard evidence about it. You know, some claimed exorcisms you can have today will at least have some type of recording or video or something like that to, you know, obviously they might still be bullshit. um, But they could at least fabricate evidence where this is one guy's account. So I don't know if that makes it more believable or less believable. But he also, I didn't add this to the story, but he goes on to kind of become a quote unquote like healer. And people like travel to him, and it almost looks like he kind of commercializes off of this a little bit because he creates this book and releases this Jesus is Victor, and Jesus is Victor becomes like his quote, his phrase for the rest of his life, you know. So, those things kind of point to,
2: "Mm, yeah, I
0: mean,
2: I mean, it, it goes back to like one person was trying, you know, trying to help, but then got something out of it kind of thing i don't know right um and it's just it's it's wacky because like what what are they doing as a possession like what what is their ultimate goal i mean right just to make you suffer to kill you but they've killed if they get killed then obviously they i assume they can't uh possess anymore because it's the I guess the soul, quote, unquote, soul is not in the body anymore. Yeah, and there's on. also,
0: I mean, I know there's also, like, claims within, at least in Catholicism, whether or not, like, you know, a condemned person can be- possess someone. Um, what can, like, that is something I've always, like, wondered, like, why do they possess a person in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, what what is the point? <laughs> like, is it trying to just mess with, quote-unquote god's creation if you believe in that type of thing or
2: i guess it, yeah. Yeah, it could just be yeah the chaos it's just that's what they are that's what they know is chaos and they're just trying to bring it
0: right out right if they can. there's also there's also different well possession is that of a person but there also can be an infestations too though so like infestations are a little different because that's when a spirit or demon possesses an object or a house or something of that sort so like it's actually an infestation so it doesn't always have to be a person and there are cases i guess very rarely but an animal too has been possessed
2: oh geez That'd be, yeah
0: because you can't I even know. like you can't tell that <laughs> right right because then you would just kind of think it was like what are you gonna figure? you're your dog is just rabid, or the only way you're going to tell is your dog just starts floating in the air one day. (laughs) It just floats
2: by me. I'm like, oh, hey, Ralph.
0: What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Like, sweet, I have a flying dog. But my dog would go crazy. She would bark at herself all the time. She'd be like, why am I floating? (laughs) Just start barking. (laughs) Something's not right. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's yeah, so it's it's just kind of strange. It's like why why do they possess things or like and why do they seem to like when they do go for people why does it seem to be the innocent people? Like this poor godly being Dedus in this story. I mean, her life sounded like pretty hard. Yeah. One, she lived in the 1840s. Life in general just terribly hard at that time. Um regardless of you know like, we don't have the technologies that we have today to help someone out with a kidney disease. And even today, those things are life-threatening. Right. And she had one leg higher than the other, so she obviously walked differently. And then she had stomach aches all the time. I'm like, oh my God. And then on top of that, she gets possessed. Like, like, and not even just a possession, like spitting objects and animals out of her mouth. Like and
2: everything, yeah. Oh, my
0: God gosh like it just sounds awful for like two three years like this poor woman like dear lord so right but then you watch yeah go ahead uh, so
2: I don't I just remember there's a lot of negative things inside of her was there any do we in your story or did you come across anything that was like there may have been something that's not necessarily good or evil
0: in there um it didn't specify that but what i did kind of gather from the story though too it almost sounded like these people were trying to that it was like spirits that were trying to like get away from satan like especially that woman like she she didn't want to hear she didn't want to hear his name but obviously she killed children so she's an evil piece of shit but like she uh also is like i'm trying to get away from him so it's mm-hmm. like were these right. tormented tortured souls that were trying to find a way out like is that a possibility like that seems interesting that's a, like an interesting or take on it like
2: if she if some perfect condition type scenario where she was the portal and right. he was trying to close it by killing her, but the other, how you know, x amount of things in there were trying to escape because they want to get out because it's right. you know, no one
0: wants to be and, tortured. And maybe the, maybe, all the time. maybe that's why they go for pure things because even the films that are based off of true stories, like even back to The Exorcist, you know, Regan messed with the Ouija board and the devil or the demon or whoever got into her, and you had that statue and all of that stuff. But like. You know, there were circumstances, but was it just because she was pure? Like, you know, there are other ones like that. It always seems to go for children. And when you think of a pure human soul, you think of children because the rest of us are corrupted in some way yeah. or some fashion. So, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting that, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Makes a fellow wonder.
0: It does. It does make you wonder. But anyway, um, yeah. But that that wraps that up. Do you have anything to add to that?
2: No. Just hope that I don't start throwing up pins and needles and iron nails and snakes. Right. That right. Me. If
0: right, if I ever do get possessed, like just make it like I, I'm. I'm cool with floating and stuff, but I don't want to be spitting nails. Dude, fight for nails. control. Take the power back. Well. <laughs> I mean, the people who are possessed, you know, if they are really possessed, they probably are. I mean, because there are some awful, um, awful stories about how they just are like just so emaciated. I mean, even in quote unquote modern times, you, I'm, I'm blanking on the names, but there are some cases where people have died and people have, it's like, are the exorcisms really happening? People have been brought to court. What's that one thing? movie, oh. um Exorcism Emily Rose, that's yeah. based on a true story where it's kind of going back and forth with the court case and like of the priests and did the priests like kill this person or was there really a, I haven't seen that movie in years but
2: yeah, me I, either, I, I, but, think that's,
0: yeah. I think that's kind of the, the story, kind of the general gist of it. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing. To throw. It's kind of a hard thing to throw in the court of law. It's like, no, an exorcism made me do it. It's like that one with the Warren case with the kid who killed uh they just did the Conjuring 3 what Conjuring 3 was based off of where like I... the kid the kid killed the person and then he tried to blame it on being possessed Um it was a it was a Warren case like the Warren you know what I mean the Warrens from the yeah. Conjuring no yeah It was back back in like the 70s or 80s it was an actual case like it's crazy like some of these things that happen. But to your point, like taking control, like is that really an option? <laughs> like, I hope so. I mean, if you even have someone I know, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, you don't. I mean it does not sound like been had control choice. or yeah. could have had control because she was even subconsciously she tried to die by or she didn't try, but conscious of subconsciously almost died from suicide. She had right. no so it's like man, it's crazy it's nuts but i, I like but to, yeah.
2: i like to think if that's what happens to me
0: i i wouldn't absolutely I would yeah that you would be able to fight
2: yep. go super and just like take their power and be like i am awesome now
0: <laughs> i'm not scared of you anymore <laughs> <laughs> just the classic like how's this horror film end i'm not scared of you anymore
2: I'm like, this is my world, bitch.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right. So that wraps it up. So um, if you don't have anything else to add, Pat. Good to go, man. All right. So that concludes our episode, um, our first episode of season two. So episode two is going to be something similar to a possession. Um, It's going to be curses. So Pat, you're going to uh, um, take on finding the true account, correct? Yeah, um, buddy. Yes. And then I'm going to search our archives of hard time and see what story I can find uh, for that next episode. Um, I'm probably going to throw up some pictures of, um, the uh, Gottlieb and story uh, to Instagram. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at, at hard time podcast. And also you can find our Facebook page as well. Just Hard time podcast. We also have a tick tock um, again, Hard time podcast. You can follow us on tick tock as well. We try to update. I do have a, um, in our off time, we've, I did a uh, urban legends of all 50 States. So that one's pretty cool to follow. Um, got a lot of followings to that so i uh enjoy doing that so yeah check that out as well and then i'm also going to start putting um all of our podcasts on youtube at some point uh so you can listen to it on youtube if you um choose to do so but yeah other than that um we'll see you guys next time oh and if you could be awesome is give us a review that really helps us. So, and we really want to keep on, keep on doing this. We're doing this for fun. We're doing this cause we want to, we're doing it cause we like it. We're going to keep doing it regardless, but we would like to, um, you know, if possible, you know, have those reviews and get out to more people who would enjoy this. Heck
2: yeah. Keep it real horror fans.
0: Yeah. All right. Later.